and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey guys, and welcome to another week of TV My Husband Hates. How are you doing, Reagan? I'm good. We missed you guys last week. We had to skip a week just for various reasons, but um, we're going to kind of cram all last week into this week too, because there's just a lot of shit going on, but I'm good. How are you? I mean, I'm good. I feel like um, I was saying earlier to Jimmy, I feel on the inside like the opening weekend at Ibiza because the kids are like, <laughs> I've done the last homeschool. They're going back to school on Monday. But on the outside, I'm so exhausted that it's like, it looks like it's a, little broken. a funeral. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, those, are my, <laughs> yeah. those are my conflicting feelings. But emotionally, I'm on a high. Physically, I'm like on the floor. Well, I mean... I'm massively excited for everybody in the UK who finished up homeschooling today because obviously we record this on a Friday, so it's the last day. You guys all made it. Hopefully you're all alive and in one piece. Well, And just, I'm so excited for your kids to go back to school on Monday. Well, just, just to clarify, it is England. Wales still there, so it's not oh, the full fuck. UK. So Wales is still not, Locked kids down. Are not going back. Yeah. What about Northern Ireland? Don't know. What about Scotland? I think they've been back for a little bit. Okay, good. All right, well, our hearts are still with you, Wales. (laughs) Yeah. And possibly Northern Ireland. Yes, I mean, obviously, I should know more about that stuff. But, you know, there comes a point where you just give up watching the news. You know what? When you've got to fucking watch kids all the time and you've been in lockdown for two and a half months, you can be fucking pardoned for not keeping up with everybody else's news. It is two and a half months. It's totally fine. Two and a half winter months in lockdown. The dark days, the real dark days. These will forever be known now as the du- the days of darkness. <laughs> the days of darkness. Um, <laughs> so we've got quite a lot to chat about this week. Um, we are going yes. to unusually, well, not, I mean, not weirdly, but unusually, we are going to include the yeah. Low Deck reunion in this. It's only one episode and it felt like the right thing to do. For sure. So we will be doing the Below Deck reunion, but we're also introducing uh, BDSY, as we like to call it, which is BDSY, BDSY, which is (laughs) Below Deck Sailing Yacht, uh, which is back with a bang. And I'm excited because I don't like my life without Below Deck, frankly. No, I don't either. I'm really glad we have like three franchises of Below Decks to like carry us throughout the entire year. Um, this one should be really interesting because I read somewhere that everybody was actually quarantined on the ship. So like Ooh. all the crew couldn't leave. So they are ship bound for the entire charter season, which I think is going to make this super interesting. Well, and also, because this isn't a super yacht. Like, I think that would be okay if you were on a super yacht, which is still small, but like... Yeah. But this is way more cramped in terms of space. For sure. And they have, like, Jean-Luc is six foot nine. He's a massive. Yeah. We'll get on to that. Um, For sure. Let's let's jump straight into it. Let's do this Below Deck reunion, because um, we'd really been looking forward to this. And I don't know how you felt about it but for i felt it was a bit of um a damp squib <laughs> i don't I, yeah. I still don't know what a squib is by the way um i just felt a bit underwhelmed by it for sure i mean i think 
it was not a super great season. I mean, it was nice that nobody was being other than Rob was being like outwardly misogynistic. So that was a nice break. But um, <laughs> yeah, like other than that, it was just kind of, it was a very vanilla season. Um, and I don't think it would have gotten any spicier had COVID not shut everything down. Like I think it yeah. just was what it was. I mean, I think it was the reunion itself that I felt oh. let down by because <laughs> I, sorry about that because I wasn't clear. No, that's all right. Because I feel like nobody really held like Rachel and her drinking to account as much as they could have done. Do you know what I mean? I felt like it was yeah. sort of just okay. No, like we didn't talk about that scene where she like grabbed microphones from the band and you know right. all of those <laughs> kinds of things. And I just thought. And obviously Rob didn't turn up. Let's talk about that. No. I mean, he was he's gold digging uh, in New Zealand, which I don't know if it's a euphemism or he's actually digging for gold. <laughs> well, I think we'll he see. is actually digging for gold, but, you know. <laughs> I mean... What, it, it's better in, in my mind where he's just, like, hunting rich old ladies. That's yeah. some, that Or rich old men. Pictures. Oh, or rich old men. Fair. Let's, you know, fair. let's be equal. Be equal our, opportunist in our gold digging. <laughs> in our bashing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, interestingly, I feel like we didn't ever see the real Rob. Like, we were clear that no. we, he wasn't really involved. We didn't see very much of him and we forgot that he was there at times, apart from towards the end where he started to show his true colours to Izzy. But it was interesting what Izzy said about him being rude to production and not even really yeah. wanting to do it and right. all of that stuff. Yeah, I liked that she called him weak because I think that actually sums up exactly who he is. Like, he was just kind of an asshole. Like, a low-key asshole, too. Like, which I think is the worst kind. Like, if you're gonna be an asshole, just fucking be an asshole. Don't hide it behind, like, a nerdy, chill exterior when you're just a raging dick on the inside. Well, just and be I, a raging dick. I think dick. that's also a real sign of him actually being a raging dick. Because I think these people on reality yeah. TV shows that act like absolute wankers and really play it up and do all the rest of it. But I think, you know, probably 50, 60% of that is for the cameras. So to be so yeah. dickish that you can't even be asked to do your to job on camera, to be a dick on camera. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you can't, yeah. he's, not, he's not playing a part in any way. This is who he right. is. And for yeah. him not to turn up is just lame and Izzy's absolutely right it and it didn't lame. do him any favors not turning up no no but I had almost forget so then we see Shane come in and I had almost forgotten he was even on the show I had totally forgotten I was looking at him going, <laughs> I was like who's that was he <laughs> and then I remembered because <laughs> he's still standing Shane. by right and he's still standing by that he gave that job a hundred percent I'm like I don't know what to do with this boy. I don't know whether to like wrap him in cotton wool and put him in my pocket and look after him till the end of days or whether to like smack him upside the head and tell him to just grow up because this kid yeah. is so, I'm trying to think of a word that isn't going to offend somebody. I mean, he's kind of a pussy. He just needs to just step <laughs> yeah. up. For sure. I mean, if he was my kid, I'd smack him. I would not wrap him in any more cotton wool than he's already been in. He needs to like get a clue and get a real life. Yeah, it's this snowflake thing. And I, I don't like that term because I think right. some people use it broadly to like, if you're quite For liberal sure. and inclusive, people will call you a snowflake. Right. That's wrong. 
But I do think that there is this sort of kind of person, slightly of the younger generation, that has this sort of sense of entitlement. And I think Elizabeth's yeah. a little bit the same. This For like, sure. I was just about to say, Shane, meet Elizabeth. Elizabeth, meet Shane. You are the same person. Yeah, just this this assumption that everybody has to be really gentle and kind and nice with you. And it's like, it's not how it is. No, and... It's not how it can be all the time because it's not like people were fucking raging at them all the time. I mean, people were actually very nice to both Elizabeth and Shane considering their multitude of fuckery. I mean, they were about as they decided to get up to tits on grandma. A hundred percent. Like, oh, like they had way, they were shown way more patience than I've ever shown for totally. people not doing their job. And they're like, you weren't nice to me. It's like, well, you didn't do your job. Like, you t- right? can't turn up, <laughs> make my life more difficult, not do your no. job, and then whinge that I'm not fucking nice to you. I'm too busy doing your job to be fucking nice to you. For sure. And this is why Rachel can be a fucking asshole because all of her jobs were done. <laughs> totally. And I mean, and I still don't like her as Hollery no. either. But at least she's done her job. For sure. And did it really well. There were no fucking complaints. There were no complaints about her food the entire Unheard fucking of. season. Unheard of. She was yes. amazing. Um, she was. But, but yeah, a psycho. Shane, let's talk about the psycho, Rachel, because this yeah. is this kind of. I felt like she got off the hook easily. And I think this is how she goes through life because she is so good at what she does. People give her so much rope. For sure. For sure. And I mean, I don't know if this is how she is all the time or, you know, because I do feel that like, she kind of explained like, I think a lot of her shit was because of COVID. Like, because she didn't know what was going on. She was really fucking scared and alcohol did not help that at all. But I don't know. I I would love to see her on another season just to see if it's the same or different in like a non-COVID setting. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think probably she was more affected by the COVID stuff than was made clear. Um, right. But I think she was mean to people. I think she bullied some yeah. people. And I don't think any of that came up. No, really. no. And I think I mean, she I should think have been this... hammered for the way she t- she spoke to James. Yeah, this reunion was very weak. It didn't really keep anybody accountable. Like, it was just kind of like, this is what happened. And we're like, well, we know what happened. It was like 10 episodes, like not even 10 episodes. Yeah, and I we're guess maybe idiots. it's just because, like you said at the beginning, it's just a reflection of the season it- itself. Yeah. Um, but we did get a little bit of chat about James and Elizabeth and James, you know... <sighs> I'm really torn on James. Part of me when he explains it and he's like, look, we both lived in completely different countries. Yeah. I thought that this was really clear as to what this was a boatman. Like, this is what this was. Yes, I should have been more aware when she developed more feelings for me. But, you know, when he puts it like that, there is part of me that's like, I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And I mean... You know, all of this stuff is edited and I do try to keep that in my head. Like, yeah. I need to sometimes give people the benefit of the doubt because this is a reality TV show and it has been edited to show and highlight certain things. And I don't know, even if James sat down with Elizabeth and was like, this is only for the boat. We are just fucking around. I don't know if Elizabeth would have believed him. 
No. And I think she, and I think her approach was to try and come on and be cool and go, I'm not hurt, it's fine. And actually, she was really, really hurt. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, yeah. If you fall for somebody, you fall for somebody. I Who imagine, hasn't been there? Well, the thing is, I sort of feel like Elizabeth falls for everybody. Do you know what I mean? For sure. I feel like it's... Didn't she mention, like, at the very beginning of the season, like, oh, I just I fell into, like, a bad boatman's on my last boat. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a pattern. Um, yeah. I mean, James didn't handle it great. I mean, watching him, like smile when she's fired because he doesn't have to dump her i mean i can i right. I, I, I mean i appreciate that i mean that is the gods fucking looking down on him he got right off. i mean i'd have to smile at that but i mean i thought it was funny up. as fuck but no it's not <laughs> i still you know what i still like james i have to say right, i don't yeah. think he did anything you know i think elizabeth kind of puts out what she gets back if that's what I mean I fi- I don't want well, to say well I mean that's what she believes it. in as well I don't right? say she like, deserves to be treated no, badly for sure. but I think she puts herself in positions where it can happen and I think Elizabeth is a bit naive like I think she thinks everybody is just out to like find peace love and harmony and find their person and be together forever and it's like that's not that's not the real world and sometimes you just want to get your rocks off with someone and that just be it. Like, and that's okay. It doesn't yeah. make one better than the other. You're just out for different things. And there is a point where you yourself have to be able to tell what people are out for. Like 100%. you can't, you can't rely keep on throwing else. your whole, no, like you have to take ownership over your own person. And I feel like that's where Elizabeth lacks a little bit of, ownership over her decisions and what she decides to do and that doesn't rub me the right way no i i hear you and it doesn't rub francesca the right way either and i think oh you know i i know that francesca's been copying a lot of shit on social media i think she is absolutely super professional on the line yeah really mature and grown up very empathetic and forgiving and just recognize that this was a work thing like yeah you know that's it end of it's not about whether she likes you elizabeth it's about whether you do a good job and right you just didn't yeah and i another like this is just gonna be me like down on Elizabeth but she was so fucking smug during this reunion that like she was amazing and literally everybody else on the boat was shit like it just really pissed me off also I know it's not very feminist to talk about people's appearances but I couldn't help but feel she looked like she was about to go like ice dancing a hundred percent didn't she like she looked like she had an ice dancing dress on do you know what I mean I I don't I don't understand I don't understand because she's a really beautiful girl but she's gorgeous has an amazing figure but she looked crazy way too much makeup bad angle like lift the cat it it was bizarre (laughs) buy a circle like girl sort your shit out we They're not know. very expensive. They're really I have not. one in the car with me right now. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'd forgotten mine. Mine's downstairs. But I was like, I'd already forgotten my iPad. I didn't want to like fuck it up oh, and have to go fine. down for a circle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, 
and to accuse Chess and Ash of bullying, I thought was really, uh, really low. It's like you can't. It's fucking grasping at straws, yeah. man. It's, it's not grasping cool. at straws. No. However, I am super bummed that COVID did shut down production because Josiah was going to come back and be in Elizabeth's place, which would have been fucking majestic. I have missed Josiah. Now, remind me if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but Josiah and Kate worked together and they were the one that like, they weren't great when it came to some girl. No, they, they like, kind of made someone feel left out and she cried. Well, and they like played music at her and banged on her door and shit. It was a bit dark. <laughs> yeah. But Josiah got a little was- like, Guantanamo Bay on that boat. (laughs) (laughs) Did get a bit warm. Just Um, a touch. (laughs) But he was always great fun and he was fucking, fucking good at his job. He was really good at his job. He was hilarious. And he got along with Kate really well. I know. Like, they were scarily like well. They were amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I would have liked back. to see him again. Maybe I he'll hope be so. back next season now. Here's hoping. But yeah, so that's the end of Below Deck. Um, the reunion gave us no more insight than we already knew on everybody else. Yeah, that's it. It's all done and dusted. Done and dusted. <laughs> While we've got you here, we'd love to talk to you about our brand new Patreon account. Woohoo! It's all the extra content that is not only about reality TV, but all the other TV that we happen to be watching. And if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves. So there's lots of personal stuff on there too, if you want to get to know us better. So head on over to patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine. Whatever you choose. Okay, so let's move on to Atlanta, where we are going to be discussing the two episodes because, of course, we missed like the only action that's ever happened in this season last week. Um, give us your the most exciting thoughts. action ever. Give us your thoughts, Reagan, on Bolo Gate. Um, first off, I think Candy is the fucking queen of bachelorette parties. Like, Me too. she knows how to get down. She knew that everybody just wanted to have a good time. I didn't even mind them, like, turning the cameras and wanting to have some, like, fun off, off camera. I think all that shit is brilliant. I don't hate them for any of it. I love that they just had a good fucking time. It sounded brilliant. <laughs> My but- biggest fucking issue is messy ass Kenya trying to fucking call and shame people out about it the next fucking day. It's not okay. Not what cool. goes on tour, what goes on bachelorette parties stays on bachelorette parties. And it's not... Yes. They cut loose. Maybe a few boundaries were blurred. Who gives a shit? Like, Hey, I mean, Cynthia figured out she's kind of a voyeur. Like, that's cool. Like, I mean, everybody fine. found their yums, right? Like, you don't yuck people's yums. Everybody was having a yummy good time, but Kenya was the queen of yucks. <laughs> but it's also, you're right. And she's just so owning in this judge. She's like, yes, I'm judging you. It's like, how is that? When that comes out of your mouth, how is there not like an alarm that goes off that goes, oh, I'm being a cunt. I should probably be a massive retract. cunt. I'm being a, yeah. I mean, I just find her so... Machiavellian. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it's so, so it's so scheming. fucking hard. Right. Because you and I talked about this. Like we both have empathy for what she's going through. We have sympathy for her. And it really fucking sucks dealing with a dude like Mark. And we'll talk about him more later on. 
but she's still a fucking asshole she is and I was saying to you I find it really hard because I do feel real compassion for her and my heart breaks for her when I see how this divorce is going yeah things she's dealing with but then I see her acting like she acts with the girls and I think well you know like attracts like and maybe she attracted this asshole mark because she just is kind of an asshole herself and I mean yeah go ahead I'm not saying that she deserves to be treated that way in a divorce by any by any means but I don't know I think I just feel a lot worse for somebody if they were nice people 100% and I think she like I can't even I don't even understand what's going on in her brain like I don't know why she has such a hard on for Portia. I don't know if Portia is everything that she wishes she, like Kenya wishes she was like with her daughter and not being with, you know, her daughter's man anymore, but like finding this inner power. Like, I feel like Kenya is so deeply jealous of Portia that she just has to do something to make Portia look like an asshole. And look, it's not going to work for me because Portia's single. She can do whatever the fuck she likes with whomever she fucking likes. And it's fine. I agree. And I think it all stems from jealousy with Kenya. I mean, I think if we, if I'm going to put, you know, my yeah. psychotherapist hat on, I mean, not that I Please have a do. psychotherapist yeah. hat, but I like to think that I do occasionally. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, this all stems from her mum, right? And this fear of being abandoned and not loved and the insecurity that comes from that means that she's constantly looking for validation and she constantly needs to be reminded about how much everybody loves her. And her love language is people doing exactly what she wants them to do and, you know, being exactly the people that she needs them to be. And it's, you know, it's interesting in this episode, this week's episode, where she has that talk with Latoya and says, well, the thing is, I have a crush on you. And you're like, oh, so maybe all of this came from her feeling rejected by Latoya because she got off with Portia, which I mean, those words, I can't even believe I'm saying them. Like, but that's how, that's how Kenya's brain works. Yeah, which speaking of, I was really surprised and happy that Toya called out Kenya last week for that investigation and being like, that was really shitty. Yeah. And I mean, you shouldn't have done that. If Kenya didn't fancy her, she wouldn't have got away with it. No, she wouldn't have. Like, I don't think Kenya doesn't like it when people call, call you out. So, but I think cause she wants to get with her, get with her. Then um, a hundred percent. She let it slide, but Kenya is really, yeah, it's really dangerous to be around. Yeah, and I mean, I think Portia nails it, where she's just like, well, we're not going to fucking hang out with her anymore. Like, that that's the way it goes. We're not going like, to party with you. No. You get lame-ass tea lunches. We, we're going to all have, like, the actual good times, because it's like, you can't trust anybody like that. No, and also what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to sit here and discuss whether I think Tanya and Portia had a threesome with Bollock, because I honestly don't think it, it matters. I don't care. No. If they did, Fine. It's none of my them. business. Good for you. You no. get your rocks off. Enjoy Bolo. It would have been. It would be a crying shame if that massive penis didn't get ridden. It would have for been sure. Do you know what I mean? Like what? A, he's what a very good at his job. He's very good at his job. I mean, if we want to continue job chat, like I mean, he is professional and he fucking brings it. He, I do not mind admitting that there were moments where I could quite easily have got fizzy knickers if the whole thing had been a little bit more you know if they filmed it better 
closer absolutely stop yeah. blurring things out annoyingly fucking blurs um yeah he's brilliant at his job and i think kenya's just kenya doesn't get the discrepancy between her being pissed that people aren't looking off out for her and helping her and respecting yeah. her versus the fact that she constantly judges and is an asshole to everybody well this is the thing like if you constantly treat people like shit they're not gonna fucking be your village like you have to be nice to your village yeah I if mean, you want a village you gotta be fucking nice to them you want general, them to help you with your kid you gotta be nice like if you want it's just friends, the way it is you've got to be yeah. nice to them like this is the thing and this is the thing that kenya's not getting no. she's like just expecting them to be nice to her but she's a cunt after years, years of abuse years years and i get that people i don't ever believe that people are inherently evil or inherently bad like i get I can see where this behavior comes from. For sure. But she has to understand that people can choose to disassociate themselves from that. They can put their own boundaries in. And she doesn't like that. No, I mean, you know what? It, it, I'm a massive true crime fan. You are as well. And you often hear about like these horrific childhood that these childhoods that these like serial killers have. But you know what? There are a lot of people who have really fucking traumatic child childhoods and they don't fucking murder people there are people who were left as as kids who fucking deal with their shit in therapy where it should be dealt with and have nice connections with other people like you have to make a choice and kenya is not making the choice to be different no she she's sitting very comfortably in her space of nastiness and it it is what it is and i think this is why it's hard for me, because I think as nasty as she is, I do think Mark's nastier. Oh, fucking for sure. I, I mean, mean, to not even throw a token. I mean, why don't we just go into it? So Mark serves Ken, or Mark files for divorce in New York, which is illegal anyways. But it was a big fuck you to Kenya that he files the papers first and doesn't even ask for visitation of Brooklyn. Brooklyn but is asks, not mentioned anywhere. But asks for alimony. Yep. I mean... Like, you got to PR that shit, Mark. Like, you could have just <laughs> thrown it in there. You knew it was going to be thrown out anyways, so you could have put it in there. I mean, she's just... not going to let you have her. So no. you could have at least pretended to give a shit about your kid. Right? Oh, he is such a trash human. Like, I can't even... <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, psychopathically narcissistic. Like, he just doesn't... I mean, it blows my mind. But also, he has bother? kids with somebody else, doesn't he? It'd be interesting to see what that divorce was like. I mean, God only knows. But also, but why? I mean, I know it's a fuck you, but if he really wanted to do a fuck you, why didn't he just file in Atlanta? I don't know. Because I think he just likes fucking playing games with her. I think this was the whole thing. Like, he likes being a dick and then being, like, he just likes the fucking power and control he has over her like he knew she'd take it as a big fuck you if he filed first so he did it even though he has to like recant but it's just to show her that he can i mean or get it out in the papers that he did and make her look shitty i don't oh, know there is like, that as well i hadn't thought yeah. about that like to at least get it in the, the press publicity that he's filed yeah yeah that he did it first she didn't like, he's just that dude. You know what? Do you remember, I mean, like, on very early episodes... Sorry. Really early episodes of Atlanta, Kenya had this friend named Brandon who was, like, her ride or die. Yes. And he was on the show. I wonder what happened to him. I think he died. 
Like, I don't think he, he died, but in terms yeah, of the yeah. ride or die, I think right. metaphorically. He was like, fuck this. I, I got to get off the crazy train. He's, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, if anybody I'm, knows, I'm let us know. Maybe, I mean, yeah. That's exciting. But also with Kenya, I'm like, oh girl, when he sends her that playlist and she like starts to think that maybe oh they're going to get back together. God. I was like, are we in are high we school? 12? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, do I need to send you a mixtape? Like, come on. Oh man, I just was like, come on, Kenya, you are better than this. Like, I know I yeah. don't like you, but it is over. It is over. You want this man out of your, to be honest, like, right? you want him out of your fucking life. You want him out of Brooklyn's life. He's not nice. Just He's move not on. good. Just, just move, move on. on. Speaking of moving on, um, very quickly before we do move on, the ki- the guys come home and tell their respective others. Like, <laughs> first of all, Cynthia telling Mike about the windscreen wiper. Um, and I loved Mike's reaction because, like, he's trying to be cool about it. But he's yeah. also, like, clearly a little bit threatened. Him a bit. He's clearly a little yeah. bit threatened. Um, so he's going to just take the piss out of... When, right. You know, actually, he's feeling a little Dude. bit small. Um, I mean, anybody would. Right. And then there's Ralph. <laughs> Drew Drew, Drew, Drew Good lord Like I mean we're not First off Go on I don't like that Ralph throws the move back in her face Like well I had to handle the move Because you were gone for a weekend First of all She didn't know they were moving that weekend He decided to move that weekend (laughs) not like she was like on like i would have been pissed yeah hang on i'm away you can't move while i'm away you can just wait till i get home (laughs) because also this was a power play from ralph this wasn't like yeah this wasn't like oh i'm just taking it off your hands no it was like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna use it and also it means i get to do it how i want the way i want to do it but i'm not gonna unpack shit i'm just gonna leave all the fucking boxes everywhere what a dick <laughs> such a dick and then drew's like really open and honest yeah he put his penis on me you know i mean right what i would do after coming back like i had a stripper yeah. sit on my he face. showed me how to like make my ass clap it, it's really fucking cool i'll show it to you later yeah like, total normal all of that stuff uh but yes. ralph is just such I mean, he's so misogynistic. The double standards arrive. He won't tell her even where he stayed in Tampa. And when she's like, what's the name of the hotel? Perfectly legitimate question. Yeah. He gaslights her and he's like, oh my God, these details are so weird. Why are you even asking for it? It's like, I yeah. mean, come on, dude. I, I would like them to not be together. Like she deserves somebody so much better. I agree. He's just a dick. He really is. Like, come on. Yeah. Like you're I, being a dick about things that you don't even need to be a dick about. Like even if you did cheat on her in Tampa, just fucking own it and be like, you know what? I went to a hotel, I got a hooker or I went to a strip club. I had a fucking good time and I went back home. That's what I did in fucking Tampa. And I think Tampa. she'd be fu- maybe not with the hooker, I think, but the stripper. Right. I think she'd for sure she'd, be, she'd fine. be fine with. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she wouldn't have a leg to stand on to to not be fair, fair you know, after coming back with Bolo. Exactly. I mean, honestly, she kind of gave him an open to yeah. like just fucking own up to shit and move on. So we don't have to fucking hear about Tampa, Florida ever fucking again. <laughs> Cuz I'm over it. I don't care anymore. But... Who gives a shit? Um uh, but with that, anyways. so let's 
Let's move on to the new entry in this week's lineup, BDSY Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Now, if you guys haven't <sighs> caught Below Deck Sailing Yacht last season, highly recommend that you go and check it out. Um, and this season... I mean, season, the boat is gorgeous. The, the boat, boat is, is beautiful. beautiful. Um, and Those sails season, are so fucking sexy. I know, right? When it goes up and you just see it yeah. heal and you're like, oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, it is. That's that the shit. That being said... I think if somebody said the super yacht or the sailing yacht, I think I'd like the sailing yacht for a day, but I'd want the super yacht for three days. Fair. Fair. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I think I would almost go like, if it's between like a week on a super yacht and three days on a sailing yacht, I would definitely do the week on the super yacht. Like you can go to different places and whatever, but the sailing yacht is hot. Like that would be like, that's a good day, like a day trip for me. Like, let's just get drunk on like this massive yeah. sailboat, sail around and then like go back. I'd be good 100%. for one day. I'm I'm up for that too. So when are we doing it? Oh yeah, we've got to get it in the books. <sighs> now um, that you're opening back. I just slowly so but exciting. surely we are definitely opening back. Right. But so, back to BDSY. So we're back with Captain Glenn, who I love. I've yeah. got a I've got a nice spot in my heart for Captain Glenn. I think he's just a good dude. Agreed. I yeah. mean, agreed. I don't know why I just yeah. I didn't. I think I'm too tired <laughs> to say the first half of my words. Fair. Um, well, let's get through this. Okay, so we've got Daisy, who's the Irish chief stew. I like what her. What do we think about Daisy? I like her, Me but too. I feel a bit like she needs to assert her authority a little bit more. Yeah, fair. Fair. I love her accent. I love an Irish accent. I do love her Irish accent. Dublin Irish, yeah. I like. Like, Northern sure. Irish is quite harsh. I mean, it's great, yeah. but it's quite harsh. I but yeah it's different it's beautiful it's for different. sure we've got another female chef natasha yes who i quite like the look of like she seems feisty don't bring any fucking drama into my galley yeah uh, she is takes veganism in stride yeah not an issue not for her ruffled. she's like no, no problem's too big we can solve everything i didn't love yes. the way that like she wouldn't communicate with Daisy about the guests wanting breakfast in their hand. Like the guests had said, we don't want to sit down for breakfast. Just give us right. a croissant or a burrito. So Daisy says they don't want to sit down for breakfast. Well, they have to sit down for breakfast. It's like, yeah, that, that's not your call, my friend. No, it's actually weird. the guest call. And that was weird. yeah, she was just communicating. I thought that was weird too. Um, Danny, the Brazilian second stew. Uh, what do you think about her? I think so, she's going to be kind of a badass because she just gets on with her shit. I like need a minute to th to remember her. Okay. Oh okay, yeah. So she's yeah, the Brazilian second stew. She's the one that's looking stew. after the third stew. Yes, yeah, doing her motherfucking job. I think this is the first time we've seen like a second stew really just direct the third. Well, like, I think it's and I think it's her the job. First time though that a chief stew has really felt like they've got a second stew that they yeah. can just go. You need to take care of her. And that's fine. Yeah. And I think you're right. She's done that. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited the, to see how that all Sydney, works. Is Sydney the second stew? The third stew? No, Sydney is... Uh, Allie is the third stew. Sydney is the female deckhand. Allie's the the vegan. Yes. Uh, and she's kind of new to it all. Not that experienced. Yeah. yeah, pretty green. And I think that's why Danny is like telling her step by step how to do things. But that's how you deal with a green person, not like somebody who has experience. Yeah. You know, and people she's also, handling it correct. I feel like people, 
too many people come into like entry level jobs, like third stew jobs, and then get annoyed when people are telling them what to do. Right? It's like, do you know what I mean? That's it's what like, you've signed is, up for. This is the job. I'm just teaching you. I'm not going to do right. it like and give you a fucking gold star sticker every time. I'm just going to tell no, you. But- yeah, and you can have and you can have shots when the when the guests leave. So yeah. that's your gold star. Do your job, and you can drink. Hundred um, percent. All right. Who else? Shall we move outside with Gary, the yes. first mate? Now, um, I'm gonna keep an open I've, mind about this guy, but I can't help but just have like echoes of other South yep. African deckhands that have shown misogynistic traits. Oh ringing my gosh. through my head every time this man opened his mouth my eyes could not have rolled further back into my head I was just like Ugh! and he'd Again. be like oh it's only Joe of course I respect women but it's like well then don't talk you like, don't, like we can't talk like this anymore like let's just <laughs> no. be clear it's not okay it needs to yeah. stop Yeah, you look like learn. a dick a massive dick with bad hair I'm sorry his long hair is bad not good hair. He, he looks like Helen from the PTA. Like, he's got, like, bad mom hair. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I've got bad mom hair at the moment, but that's because I've had two and a half months of fucking lockdown. Also, Yeah, I- it actually looks quite cute right now. It's all, like, plaited up and nice. Like, that's not bad mom hair. I'm t- Like, his is, like, 80s mom hair. Yeah. It's like, from a different decade. That's, like, a little bit feathered. Well, oh, it looks a little bit like that, that time in Friends when Monica got the Dudley Moore cut instead of the Demi Walker. <laughs> remember when Phoebe cut her hair? Yes. Looks a bit like that, doesn't it? Yes, yes, That's it does. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All um, right. We've also got Co- Colin, the chief engineer. Yes, which is the first time we've had an engineer. Well, I be thought on that. screen. But then I thought in the last BDS oh, why no, we did. did. Yeah, see? Yeah. I, I went through exactly the same thought process. And then I realized Fair. it was the tall guy with the yeah. kid in the last yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah, that He's knew all the fun. different places that you could fuck on a boat. And he like made them alliterative. It was brilliant. Yeah, I, we couldn't remember that, but we can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, Priorities. Followed by Sydney, who's the female Sydney. deckhand. deckhand. Yeah, who like Glenn is like letting drive the boat and everything. Yeah, she like, looks like a badass. She looks like a badass, but she was like born on a sailboat. Like she's been on sailboats her entire life. And then there's Jean Luc. Yeah, who isn't French, giant. but I'm always going to say it avec un, an, an accent française. Well, I mean, you have to. That's Jean-Luc. his name, right? Yeah, for sure. I won't um, even try because, you know, Americans and French accents uh, do not mix. I don't know. I think you could give it a good shot. But Jean-Luc <laughs> is six foot nine. And I am feeling for this guy in this episode. He can't fit in the bed. Listen, there's nothing worse than sleep deprivation. You do the no. stupidest things when you haven't slept. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's been a parent at all could tell you exactly how it is. Yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. And then to be the one that pours gasoline out. on the deck... And, it, and that's not his fault. Like, somebody has put gasoline in a cleaning yeah, bottle. So, like... For sure. But... No, but I had a real issue when Gary was all passive-aggressive and fucking woke him up for, like, not doing all the jobs, even though, like, he was up all night. And left the light on. Like, do you know that childish, yeah. like, just walked out Oh, that was a on. dick move. 
It was that's not cool. And this is the thing with Gary. I know we're going to see this. We're going to see this obnoxious, arrogant behavior that just echoes of Ashton and all of that bullshit. And I don't want to stereotype, but I feel like we've seen it in these South African men that keep coming onto this ship. For sure, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely a um, it's a pattern. It is a pattern. Who is the one? Because doesn't somebody talk to Gary about him not like? Jean-Luc not being able to sleep. Was it Danny, the Irish girl? Oh, does she? I missed that. Not Danny. Somebody does. It's, it's, Daisy. it's Daisy. Sorry, guys. You're going to have to give me at least a week to get all these like new names. You're going to have to give me order. like four weeks. But um, yeah, I think somebody like brings it to attention. He was like, oh, huh. Like just fucking blew it off. And it's like, all right, He's you're, just, a, you're a tool. Yeah, he is a complete tool. Um, but I'm excited to see they've got some guests uh, which seem a little um, volatile. Oh, yes. Um, the uh, primary and her husband have a bit of a falling out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I don't blame her, frankly. No, because a- I mean, wasn't it like the celebration of her parents' life? And he's like, boats and hoes, <laughs> boats and hoes. <laughs> It's like, motherfucker, your wife is having a serious moment. Yeah, because it happened right when somebody had asked her about her dad. She's like explaining, talking about a dad that's died. And this is the dinner to commemorate him. He's like, oh, where's another shot? Let's do another shot. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm going to just go out there and if any of you are married to men named rusty then i'm sorry if this is fucking <laughs> offensive but i have never met a respectful nice rusty ever in my life every rusty i have ever met has been a fucking drunk asshole i feel like the name rusty has exactly the same energy as like a white wife beater vest yes Do you know what I mean? and they drive like old cars chucks <laughs> yeah yeah or I, like Transams. I don't know what that is. What's a Transam? Oh, it's like this like old muscle car from like the eighties. Got it. Got it. Yes. Yeah. That then it's um, it's that vibe and underage drinking. Like all that stuff goes around a guy named Rusty. Yeah, I mean underage drinking. Then I could I could claim Rusty, but yeah. You know. Uh, anyway, it looks like it's going to be exciting. I want to see some feist. I don't. I think we're going to get it because I think Gary's. A cock enough to make it happen absolutely um, also everybody's single on the boat nobody is in any sort of right and relationships you and at you all mentioned earlier that they're all quarantined on the <laughs> boat <laughs> yeah shit's gonna hit the fan there's nothing I like think. living in each other's pockets to cause some drama exactly um amazing well we will await the rest of the season uh with bated breath but for now let's move on to the real housewives of dallas yeah so i guess if we want to continue like this one's hard because obviously they went to austin last week was it last week no no they had a there was a gap in between so we already talked about the first half of the trip they didn't have an episode last week now we're in the next part of the austin trip they didn't they didn't do it last week sorry Um, guys which was super convenient for us. So thanks for that, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, um, thanks, But Dallas. we pick up in the middle of this dinner where it's all kicked off between Deandra and Kerry. We'll come to that in a minute. Um, but Tiffany, I, Tiffany is such an interesting castmate this season because I feel like she's very different from all the other women and her navigating them and them trying to figure her out is a really interesting process to watch. 
A hundred percent. I think, and then this is my opinion, I could be wrong, but I feel like during this dinner anyways, Tiffany is really trying to listen to what Stephanie and a little bit of what Cameron is trying to tell her and like take it on board, tell them why she's that way, but also like take ownership that she is that way, but then also try to be more aware of how that makes other people feel to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think Cam has a point. Like it is annoying when you are, you know, when you're the person that's always correcting or if you get, if you laugh at somebody for using, for not saying, for not knowing what a word meant. Like I get that that is uncomfortable, especially in that particular instance, because I felt like Cam could easily have just pretended to know what it, what cathartic meant. And she actually just went, oh, what does it mean? Like, I don't think we laugh at people there. But I think that Tiffany sort of, heard it explained it and you know what cam's like though it's like she goes on and on and on it's fucking painful like i want to jump in the screen and yell at cam leave her the fuck alone she's heard you she's told you she'll change fucking drop the bone you're worse than your untrained puppy yeah and i was surprised at steph in some ways because i think steph for Steph came after Tiffany a little bit hard like yeah. to sit there in front of everybody and go well I didn't feel welcome at your house didn't feel very Stephanie to me no it didn't no it didn't to me either and I don't know if she's like reacting to the Brandy shit going yeah. on or you know just what but it was very not Stephanie like and I think I don't Tiffany know, or, handled that brilliantly the way she explained yeah. herself and I liked it well and Stephanie took it the right way yeah. like Okay, cool. We can move on. Because, I mean, this is what I don't understand. Like, I feel like Cam is just being kind of a mean girl. Like, yeah, I know things that Tiffany does is fucking annoying. But also, she has already apologized. She said that she wants you to ask, like, call her out the next time she does it. She's really going to try not to do it. That's your fucking resolution. Like, stop breaking her over the fucking coals and being a dick well the thing is i think cameron likes it because because i think we can all agree cameron has a point but she loves to actually have a point she's like finally i've got something that like i'm right on and so she just has to keep laboring it and it's just also cameron pick up a fucking book and maybe learn what the words fucking mean i'm sorry but like it happens all the time it's not like a one-off occurrence like come on maybe people are actually confused on what you mean yeah sometimes you need to be you need to clarify because sometimes or use shorter words yeah (laughs) like don't try to sound smart (laughs) don't try to sound smart just use the word you know it's fine (laughs) stick with that that's fine um (sighs) interesting as well this dynamic that we get between brandy and tiffany and how that's there's a real hangover for Brandy after yeah. the whole inc- the racist video that got called out. Um, I really felt, I feel for them both in this, but I feel like for Brandy sure. needs to recognize what's really happening here rather than what she thinks is happening. For, yeah. I mean, the whole thing with like the medication, Tiffany was in no way fucking implying anything that Brandy fucking thought she was implying. Like she and I love how to Stephanie calls them. it she, out. Yeah. It's not like she was accusing them of trying to roofie them. It wasn't. But that's how Brandy. Brandy's suddenly in tears. Like, I think it's like, what? She she thinks I'm trying to murder them. It's like, she doesn't. She just pointed out that there are two different medications. And I'm like baffled. telling other people, like, get something to drink. It's not one that dissolves. Like, oh my gosh. And it, 
you're absolutely right. It's 100% of like Brandy's hangover about her racist video and her trying to learn. Like now she's afraid to be herself. To like, she's afraid of being unintentionally racist now. And I get that. Like, that's really normal and natural. Like, of course, she's been burned badly and she's had the confidence kicked out of her. But that's what this is. And Carrie's right. Carrie says, look, speak to to, uh, Tiffany about it. But rather than do what Carrie says, which is like, (laughs) ask her questions and like, figure it out because it'll be fine. Right. She almost accuses Tiffany of not allowing her to be herself. Yeah, yeah, it, it was not. It was. I feel really like Brandy is just kind of a mess right now. Like, and, well, and she's pregnant as well, right? She's pregnant. And doesn't know, so I'm sure the hormonal shit going on with her is not making any, making her brain not make sense. A hundred, a hundred percent. We've all been I mean, there. And let's just moms. be clear, Paul. All these people that are like, you can't even have one glass of wine while you're pregnant. I mean, I know that that's the rules, and you shouldn't. But like, I'm sure that. Brandy's baby is totally toughening up under what she's doing to it because she absolutely how many women you know don't know they're pregnant and go on massive benders bless her do you remember when I was pregnant I was pregnant with Heath at Charlie and Emma's wedding and didn't know it were you I didn't find out till the week after yeah because I took a test the week after I was pregnant I was like oh shit I drank all the champagne in Kew Gardens in London and smoked you, all the cigarettes what? I'm going yeah, I'm I'm to tell a, a truth as well I'm almost certain that there was I can't remember which pregnancy it was it will have been the second because the first I would have been a bit more careful about but the second right. you know it's like whatever um, yeah. I think I delayed taking the test because until after a big party out? yeah because <laughs> I was like listen it's one thing knowing you're pregnant and getting right. off your tits <laughs> let's but just be in the gray no I'm pregnant <laughs> then for sure you know who can blame me yeah hey for post bag next week you guys tell us <laughs> <laughs> tell us your drunken uh, tell us how early pregnancy you stories got when you were pregnant <laughs> I mean god there's a lawsuit waiting to happen obviously Please don't drink while you're pregnant. Uh, this is not a clever idea. We are just, you know, it's right. funny, Karen. We're just being honest. We're like, look, honest. Let, we've just, all been there. Yeah. And I yeah. also, by the way, had a glass of wine fairly regularly throughout the whole of my pregnancy. I'll own well, that for those time. of you not in the UK, doctors actually say it's fine when you're in Europe and you are pregnant. They say it's okay. So well, they it's say just it in a the difference UK too. In, well, yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, oh, right. Europe, UK. I know you guys oh, technically the, yeah. aren't really a part of Europe anymore, but you were when I lived there. But yeah, I mean, when I found out I was pregnant with my eldest, the doctor was like, go have, you guys need to go out and celebrate. Go get a, you know, glass of champagne, have some pasta and just enjoy it. Yeah. So, you know, it's just but a cultural to their difference. Own, of course, you know, Absolutely. we're not promoting drinking. Just listen to your pregnant. doctors. We're obviously not doctors, not doctors or any we sort don't of. Know what we're talking about. No. No. Anyway, so moving on. Um, I completely agree with you. Brandy really botches that conversation. And I really hope they can get to a place where like, they can all just be normal. Well, I, you know, the I mean, I feel like Tiffany's being normal. Totally. And the tease, I, I feel like Tiffany's normal is highlighting their crazy. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, now I'm starting yeah. to see how batshit these girls actually are because Tiffany's coming in and being a normal human being and they are 
even Stephanie's a bit like like a normal working mom yeah um, she's just a normal lady she really is but it's um but the teaser sh- shows that Tiffany actually leaves early so I don't think yeah. this goes very well and I think Tiffany's no, just I- struggling with this dynamic and how to manage it which I think is probably how any normal person would feel and also because- she's got a lot on her plate right she doesn't yeah. have all the energy to deal with the drama no, I mean, it's COVID. She's a fucking doctor. She's been working her ass off because somebody actually, I got, in a, I got kicked out of a social, I got a, kicked out of a reality TV group this week um, on Can Facebook. Can we name it or not? I, I, I don't even remember. Like I'm a part of so many of them. I don't even remember which one. You got kicked but out I, of one? I got kicked out of one or I got told off and then I just left because I was like, well, fuck it. I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. <laughs> But this lady made a post. You slammed the about, door on your way out. I did. Yeah, I took good. my fucking toys and went you home. Have Fuck done. them. Good. They don't get Fuck my them. opinions on reality TV anymore. <laughs> um, <but> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this woman posted this like post about like I don't know why Tiffany is complaining. Like she's just a fucking anesthesiologist. It's not like she's doing anything. And I was like, I like, I think I posted a GIF that was just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know how much anybody really, I mean, and I don't want to sound like an asshole here, but I don't know how much people know about like ventilators and things like that. But with COVID, it attacks your fucking lungs and you can't breathe. So therefore the anesthesiologist comes in and puts the motherfucking ventilator in your face so that you can breathe. And even outside of COVID, anesthesiologists are doctors my friend you have to have an operation (laughs) you're gonna notice if the anesthesiologist isn't there but i was just like not only are you not gonna feel anything but they can they keep you alive they keep you fucking alive to keep you alive while they watch your things the entire time they watch all of your vitals it is their sole job to make sure you come out of this surgery okay yeah so to underestimate her role yeah fucking bonkers it's offensive and that's what i thought so my comment got flagged up for being offensive yet her fucking like whole start of the post was not so i was like i don't i don't need to be a part of this group if like this shit is okay they're not our people they are not our people. no not at all they're not Um, you guys they're not us and it's just like i can't imagine the stress that she's been under also having kids twins twins dealing with like whether or not she wants to be a stay-at-home mom or not and then dealing with these crazy women who the majority of them don't have jobs. I know. This is their job. It is batshit. But talking about that, it's interesting to hear, to hear, sorry, my words went wrong. Yeah. To see Cam, Stephanie and Tiffany talking on their, I'm going to call it a hike because they call it a hike, (laughs) but they walked 50 yards and sat down and ate crisps. I'm calling it. It's a Texas hike. It's a picnic. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so they talk about their different views and it was interesting to see Steph and Cam come together, find common ground on kind of their role in their marriage and how they feel unheard a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they both really want more say in their lives and are a little over their husbands just kind of handling them. Yeah, which and I get that. I get, I get more from Stephanie's point of view. I feel like Cam makes Court have to handle her. Like I feel like Cam's reactions to things are not that of like a grown ass person. Yeah. So Court has to handle her. Yeah, I mean, it's normally you. We kind of joke about how 
I've actually got three children, you know, and you include Jimmy. Right, in right. It. But, but with Court and Cam, I feel like Court yeah. has is is kind of parenting Cam a little bit. And so Cam needs to grow up. If he, she wants to be at the big girl's table, she needs to start acting like a big girl. Absolutely. Like you have to be able to handle disappointment and when things follow through. Like you, you can't make him have to pick you up from that and have to manage all your feelings on that too. Like you're a big yeah. girl, you can manage your feelings. You can't take okay. to your bed for two weeks because a house cell falls through. You can't have the vapors. You can't do It's that. not the 20s anymore. No. Um, but, and then of course, on the flip side, Tiffany's like so interesting because I just want to be home more. And, you know, yeah. it's, it, the grass is never greener, right? And the balance no. is impossible to find. I do love how Tiffany wants to be a stay-at-home mom. So I'm just going to cut down to four days of work a week. <laughs> Like, I can't be home with them all the time, but I'll, I'll, I'll take one day. <laughs> and even when she's home, she's... I'll she's take not, them to school. Yeah, and then I'm going to do my hair and have lunch. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not judging. I hear you. No, I think she needs that For shit, For her mental man. health, she needs that shit. Fuck yeah. But, um, you know, being at home with the kids is not what it's cracked up to be. Being at work and never seeing your kids is also not what it's cracked up to be. Absolutely. And then the end of this episode, we start to see the Brandy and Tiffany chat, which... I think Tiffany fucking handles like a queen when she's just like, I want you to be yourself. I think you're fucking amazing. Like I was done with that conversation the last time we had it. Yeah, I think she that, very, that gently, was it. very gently says, it's not me, it's you in a, in a very yeah. gentle way. I don't think Brandy hears it very well. Um, no, I think we'll it's all going to explode but before, because it's a to be continued, right? It is, but before we do that, we did miss out oh, yeah. briefly talking about as much as we are not Cam fans... She pulled off a great prank. Oh my God. That Texas Chainsaw Massacre prank was fucking hilarious. I mean, literally, Tiffany shit her pants. <laughs> and Steph peed herself, which I would have 100% peed myself as well. Like, you, when, when you've had two kids, you have to prepare. I my pelvic floor is not. Be yeah. scared. <laughs> no. You're not ready for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, I could probably I could probably be ready for two or three jumps on the trampoline, but my pelvic floor, I need to train an awful lot more before I'm ready for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Or at least just clench up before something's going to happen. Yeah, I need like, a heads up. Yeah. And a pad. For sure. Um, yeah. But I have never shat myself. Like, God, touch the wood. Oh, I totally have. I have I've, I've done myself. like a shart. Oh, at least I've a, done a shart. Outside of having, being in labor. I've never shat myself. Yeah, um, I have. I had like the stomach flu one time and I thought it, I thought it was, I thought it was safe to do I a know, fart and it wasn't. It's never safe. But, it, but yeah, so I love that she shat herself. I mean, that is just the ultimate. <laughs> it said that she did. I mean, I this know. is the thing. Like Tiffany is a normal person and like is being who she is and just wants to like be part of the group. That's all she wants. That's all she wants. And these she girls are making be... it so difficult. I know that's it. Exactly. <laughs> um, really quick though. One other thing. Deandra and Carrie come back together and make up and something fucking dawned on me that I had never thought of until Carrie was talking about her childhood is that they are both fucking only children. That's why they're acting like spoiled assholes. I mean, it all just makes perfect sense. And to watch them edit it so that they say exactly the same thing. It's like, guys, we just need to knock your heads together and recognize that yeah. you guys are actually the same person. And you and th and they did just let it go. Like eventually, yeah. Brandy did the hippie heart holding thing. And right, right. It worked, right? So Thank I'm God. glad that they're back on good terms. We'll see how long it lasts. But um, 
But Dallas brought it, man. That was an entertaining episode from Dallas. It was. Dallas is bringing it. I'm happy to have it on the on the lineup. Um, and another show that's bringing it is, of course, New Jersey. Oh Teresa my God. never fails to bring it. You know what? I I look forward to this show. This is uh, this is the last show that we ever have to watch that we watch weekly for the podcast. It comes on Wednesday, which is brilliant for me because I can watch it on Thursday and like don't have to cram anything in Friday morning. Um, but I love it. I love New Jersey. I want the husbands of New Jersey to have a spinoff show. I'd fucking watch that shit in a heartbeat. I love all of them. I just I love this franchise. I think I think it is actually my favorite. Well, me too. And let's talk quickly because we did miss last week. But of course, the shit hit the fan when Jackie and Teresa had the chat and Jackie sort of used an analogy. Well, she confronted Teresa about this thing. Teresa doubled down. Couldn't Teresa couldn't just say, you're right. I'm sorry. Fucked up. I shouldn't have said it. That is all she had to fucking say. All she had to say. So Jackie used an analogy, which obviously is way over Teresa's head. Well, and and let's be real. Like, Jackie knew the minute Gia's name came out of her mouth, it would elicit a certain sort of response. Like, it was just a... It was bad to use Gia in the analogy. Anyway, it all kicked off. What I love, though, is that Gia is the voice of reason. Like, Gia is (laughs) literally saying what the rest of the world is saying, which is, Mom, listen, she said something bad about me, but you said something really bad about her husband. So it's just tit for tat. So just apologize, and it's done. Right move on it's not that big fucking deal like when your 20 year old kid is the smartest person in your room you have to sort of take a minute and look at yourself right yeah but no Teresa's never been very good at self-reflection it's not a strength of hers she's not gonna fucking apologize she's not gonna do it she will she will die she will die she apologizes 100% She, she will um and interestingly, Jackie will die before she apologizes. I feel like she's not going to apologize for that. And No. And as much as They're I think an that impasse. they both owe each other an apology, I would be a bit disappointed if Jackie did it first. Because I feel Fuck like... yeah. Like, I get, I get that Jackie has to apologize, but I think that Teresa has to figure this shit out and make the first move. For sure. I mean, how many years do we still have to go with, like, Teresa not having a fucking clue or any fucking self-awareness. Like what you did was fucked and, and you shouldn't have done it. These double standards. Oh my God. Like there is no way. I mean, we saw clips. We saw a whole fucking montage of people telling her Joe was fucking around on her and never once was she calm, collected or even bothered to have a normal sit down. Let it go. She fucking raged and threatened people's lives and that was it and then never talked to them again i mean she's that's why kim d has never like been on the show again seasons yeah no i mean because i mean he literally has been seasons. there were cheating rumors about joe literally every season from there the was get-go. no way she just blew it off and thought it was no big deal because she was secure in her marriage <laughs> that <Yeah>. woman <laughs> has shouted at every single other female in probably the tri-state area about Joe's fucking cheating rumors. Yeah. I mean, it's it blows my mind that this is not apparent to her, but apparently it's not. She is the victim because, Ugh. you know, anyway, it is what it is. We'll see this play yeah. out. I'm telling you, this is the whole season. This is the whole yeah, season. for sure. And it set the tone. And interestingly, I thought it was fun on the boys' night where we saw the boys talking about it. And the boys, 
never fail to like impress me. They're like, what do you think? No. What do you think? And they're like, do you know what? I'm going to stand by my friend. I haven't yeah. seen any proof. I'm going to say he's faithful. Absolutely. Come on, I girls. did think it was interesting how Marge's Joe, though, was like, well, I heard that rumor too, but it's because it came from within my house. And that may be. And so a lot of, again, this is another like social media wormhole, but a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, fucking Marge has been talking about it too. Why is she yelling at Teresa? Because there are some diehard Teresa apologists out there that can see nothing fucking wrong with anything Teresa does. However, I would argue that just talking shit behind somebody's back in your house is far different than going to a party and talking shit to every single person there about who the party is for. Systematically going through every single person. Yes. Like, if Teresa had sat Jackie down, not on the day of her husband's birthday, and said, listen, these are rumors I've heard. I don't know what Fuck. You fine. know what? Even if even if Teresa had sat Jackie down at that party, I think it would have been different. I mean, Absolutely. if she had taken her to the sign and was like, fuck, this is what I heard. Like, but Teresa's, this is what's going on around. Teresa's making it out like she's doing Jackie a favor. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to know? Knew like, exactly what the fuck uh, she was doing. I mean, I would want to know if my husband was screwing around, but I wouldn't want to hear that you'd been telling everybody at my party. I'd like you to pick up the phone and call me and just say, yeah. hey, this is so- somebody fucking told me this shit. So shit's going around. You need to just sort this shit up. out and sh- shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Anyways. I mean, they're in Lake George and they decide to, to do this prank on Joey. <laughs> now, I have to say, like, when this was happening, I was like, this is not going to go. This is like the worst idea for a prank. For sure. Good on Joey Gorga for taking it like a fucking champ. Hell yes. I mean, I think this speaks to just how strong like Joe and Melissa are actually together. I mean, he did believe his sister, which was kind of fucked up. But he did say it was my sister. Like, I get that. Like, (laughs) if my sister called me and told me that my husband was cheating on me. Right. I'd give that more weight, right? For sure. Yeah. Rather than just like some rando like yeah. texting you or whatever. But um, but yeah, I mean, I like when the three of them get along because I think it's a fun dynamic. Like it's fun when Teresa's in a happy place and she can have fun with Melissa and they can like gang up on Joe. Like totally. that's a nice normal dynamic. And Joe just takes it on the chin. I love the way he continued it Passes with the it dudes. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was amazing um yeah i just i have a lot of time for joe gorga and you know their crew i loved that the girls refer to getting gorgid yeah i mean and then all their husbands are hammered no they're not wrong no but also the only two people that we don't see puke are joe and frank (laughs) everybody else gets fucking wasted I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of Joey Gorga, though, because he's he's getting yep. his very own storyline. This Michelle, who's a realtor friend of Teresa's, has been saying that Joe ha- Joey hasn't paid her husband for a speaking event that he set up. I love that Joey Gorga sees himself as a motivational speaker. You know, like his addiction <laughs> to like inspirational quotes on Instagram is commendable. Um, yes. But an Instagram quote does not a motivational speaker make. That being said, no. you got to love the Hutzpah. So apparently he Absolutely. owes him tens of thousands of pounds, which seems a bit incongruous. If he hasn't just paid 
If he just hasn't paid him for speaking at an event, surely it's not tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, who who knows? I mean, it's not like this guy's Bill Clinton, like, getting a million dollars for speaking events, like Michelle's husband, like... I know, right? But then there's other rumours of Joey, like, saying that a kitchen renovation was his and it wasn't his, and... I mean, I don't want... And, like, how convenient did Michelle... How convenient was it that Michelle goes to Jen and tells her all this as well? Like, yeah, she just like, oh, I know you have a problem with them. I'm going to come talk to you about it. Yeah. No. So we'll uh, see. We'll see how this all goes. We will. But it is exciting. It's always nice to watch Jersey. You know, you're always going to get the drama. Yeah. And can we also just talk about how fucking hot Dolores is now? I mean, I, I think she's always been a gorgeous girl, but like. Her sitting on the bed with like her little like tie dye tube top and shorts. I'm like, this woman is like in her fifties, has grown children, and she's a fucking smoke show. And that David better be fucking scared. No idea what he's got. He's got no idea what he's got. I just want Frank Senior to step up and recognize and just be the man that Dolores wants. Because also when she's talking to Jen in that situation on the bed, she doesn't about the. Uh, yeah, money. She the, doesn't right. say, "Oh, I wish somebody would tell me if David was like those rumors no. were about David." She says, "I hope somebody would tell me if it was Frank Catania." So, I mean, that he is her first priority. She, he is, and I mean, you know, I just wish he could just give her like, "I will never like," because he's even said, "Like, look, if I could give her a hundred percent commitment that I would not cheat on her again, I'd be with her again in a heartbeat." But I can't make that kind of commitment. Like, there's something to be said for Frank's self awareness. Totally. <laughs> That's just like I'm not gonna fuck her over again. Like yeah. she's amazing. I'm not doing that shit, so I can't even get into it because <laughs> I'll fuck it up. <laughs> oh, bless him. I hope that they get back together at some point i do too but i mean like the whole thing because we didn't even talk about it last week on how like frank slip like had a slip and fall and hurt himself and so he lived with david i can't like i also need frank like i don't i can't decide whether frank's just like keeping the peace in sort of keeping david on side but i can't understand why he's not looking at david going you're kind of a dick well, I mean, he kind of called him out like when they went to the shooting range together and then like afterwards, he's like, look, dude, you're a cool dude, but you're a shitty boyfriend. Yeah. And like, I mean, I think that's kind of all Frank and sakes. I mean, it's not like there's a commitment it's not really there. It's his place either, is it? It's not his place. There's not a ring on Dolores's finger. I mean, David only happens to be like letting him live there, taking care of his son. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> maybe My it's word. the thruple that makes it work who knows maybe that's it maybe that's what they need um right listen that's it i think yeah we've wrapped that's it, it up. for us uh we will be back next week we are also fear not going to be doing a minisode on the um is it a minisode or is it a patreon content on the old megan I don't think and we've harry decided yet we haven't decided we'll see but we're going to be doing yeah. um a show based on the Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan because how Which could is this we weekend? not? I um, know. It well, looks it's Monday for us. Spicy. Oh, is it? So it's Sunday. So our US listeners, it's Sunday night on CBS. Set your DVRs to record it. Um, I think UK, it's on at like it's 9 five or seven. Oh, is it? In UK, it's 9 p.m. on ITV. On Monday. Monday. Interesting. 
So nobody from the U.S. call and give spoilers to the U.K. about the Oprah no. interview. I'm not going to go on the internet <laughs> on Monday. No. And then also, there's another... Um, there's a doc coming out called For Real, the story on reality TV. Um, that comes out on the 25th of March that I think we may be trying to do. And... Keeping up with the Kardashians final season is starting on the 18th of this month. So it's, March is fucking it's happening. It's song. It's their swan it song. Is. They are out of here. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a very long season. I think it's going to be like... It'll probably eight be eight ten episodes. episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like typically that. what they are anyways. But I have heard rumors that they are in talk with Hulu to do something. So I don't think it's the last we've seen of the Kardashians, but... I don't think we'll we ever see. assumed it would be, did we? No. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, listen, let's wrap that up because my kids have yes. been on their own for an hour and a half. God only knows. They I could let, be dead. They could be. I mean, I did hear them screaming my name um, about half an hour ago. And I oh, thought... Well, they're I, fine. I thought, yeah. I mean, first of all, can you please look down at the two things that stick out at the end of your body and come and <laughs> talk to me if you need me? Like, if it was that urgent, I thought sure. they would... Finally they would figure have. out that legs yeah. would work. Um, you know, I feel sometimes the well, key is just staying out of their business and letting them handle it because actually nine times out of 10, they sort it out. At least with my kids, they do. I, I really struggle, but I really totally. try to stay out of it. Listen, I'm not I gave interested. them McDonald's. I gave them how to drain your dragon too. And I told them that. That sounds like an amazing evening. Break anything. So we'll see. We'll see. Absolutely. Um, but listen, thank right, you guys. guys as ever giving us your time. We really, really, really appreciate it. And remember, smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims. Yeah.